Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. everybody thank you for tuning in to another episode of beyond the blinds as always it's kelly and troy and this week we're doing it a little bit differently a lot has happened in the pop culture world over the last seven days and troy and i felt like we need to talk about that typically you guys know we focus on one celebrity specifically but we have a whole slew of people to talk about this week yeah there's a lot going on and it all feels very um a lot of it feels very blind eye to me so it feels like we should talk about it. And um, you guys have also been messaging us to talk about stuff that's currently going on. So um, this will be fun, a fun little change of pace. Absolutely. So I wanted to start this episode off with Demi Lovato spotted leaving a Halloween party with Tana Mojo. I figured out someone told me how to say her last name. So <laughs> thank you for that. Yes, uh, this is just beyond like there's something really and this is going to sound really petty but there's something that annoys me about when people validate tana's fame like i'm just like what the fuck are you doing hanging out with tana like it's just embarrassing to me kind of especially when you're trying to be sober yeah like at this point i just think that like demi lovato needs to be taken off of like whatever sort of pedestal they've been put on as far as being like a role model for sobriety. Right. Like, I completely that's, agree. Like that's already such a dangerous position to put yourself in to be like, I'm the face of, you know, like being sober and when you're not, and that's okay. Like if you're, you know, people go through things and like people relapse and relapse is just a part of recovery uh, you know it's a whole thing but like this idea that Demi is like and now you and I've talked about this like now that Demi has made sobriety like the only thing that pushes each album cycle and each song and the whole thing it's like now everybody is invested in Demi's every single moment every single decision that they make as far as their sobriety which is also not healthy Absolutely. And just a reminder, guys, everything from here on out before and after is allegedly, this is all hearsay. And we understand that celebrity blinds are not the holy gospel. But I guess watching Demi and Tana 
walk out of that party together, Demi did not look well to me. No. And I used to be a big Demi gal. I loved them so, so much. But now it's just, I can't get behind it. And seeing them leave with Tana and... Did you watch the video, Troy, at all? Oh, yeah. Demi gets into the car first and the the bodyguards like move over, move over. And it's almost like Demi can't even process the fact that she's being told to move. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, Tana, go to the other side. And then Tana's all fucked up. So she's like, let, let, let me in. Let, let me in. He's like, go to the other side of the car. Like, yeah, it's like trying to get two toddlers in their <laughs> high chairs. And then the next day, Tana went on a podcast and she was like, you'll never guess what I did over the weekend. You'll never guess what happened to me. And everyone's just like, oh no. It's and I'm so not blaming, sad. I'm not blaming Tana. I'm not, you know. No, yeah. T- I, yeah, but every, it's like, you know, when people don't hang out with Tana to be sober. And Demi also partied with Paris Hilton on Halloween. I mean, listen, Demi is such a fucking Rubik's Cube because it's like, again, you have made it your platform to to have everybody be involved in your sobriety. This was your decision. You and Scooter Braun sat at a fucking boardroom table and decided that every single step of your sobriety is public consumption and you're going to do documentaries about it and all this shit. So now it is and everybody's involved and everybody wants to know. And when the public sees you staggering out of a club, like they're worried they have every right to be and i almost feel like it's like if you're gonna do that you also have a responsibility to admit your fuck-ups while you're in them and i'm just waiting for the angry instagram story oh it's gonna happen yeah it's gonna happen and then in like six months we'll get some fucking youtube documentary or maybe that you know they'll put it on tiktok or something at that point we i don't know but there's gonna be this is a never-ending cycle it's just Mm -hmm different versions of content whether it's an album or a song about rock bottom or whatever I'm just like I'm over it I think Demi needs to be out of Hollywood a week ago for sure and it really bums me out because I'm always rooting for them Mm -hmm. until recently I feel like until recently I've been like I'm sorry I can't keep trying to defend this behavior Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's irresponsible. It's, and that's why you don't like, I don't know, like, unless it's coming from a genuine place, like you don't use your fucking OD as an aesthetic for a fucking album. You know, I don't agree with Lala Kent often, but she talked about Demi and she said that it was really irresponsible that Demi still says they'll have a drink here and there. They still smoke weed. And Lala was like, if I did any of that, my life would completely crumble. So it's not fair to like promote that kind of sobriety and kind of shit on the other kind of sobriety. Yeah. And like make yourself the authority. Like it's not even like Demi just shares. It would be, there are a lot of celebrities who just share. Miley shares. Mm -hmm. Miley has always been open about her issues with addiction and how she'll dip in and out. Gaga shares. Mm -hmm. Gaga has said many times that every time she records an album, she goes heavy into addiction and usually spirals and like has to like find a way out of it after. Like they share. Even Bradley Cooper has shared his story. 
yeah, it's fine to share, but to make yourself the face and the mm-hmm. authority and the end all be all. And, you know, I just think that that's so fucked up. And I just don't, I don't find it to be genuine all the time. I, I agree with that. And I think a lot of what Demi does is performative. I do too. Just seeing them like stumbling out of a club after a Halloween party. I was just like, you know, the Taylor Swift song. I think I've seen this film before. I didn't like the ending. Yeah. That's how it felt. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get another documentary, another music video, another song, another Instagram rant. And I, I know that I don't like Scooter Braun for how he handles his clients. And I really wish that Demi would get out from under him. Me too. It's not, it's not giving Mm-mm. like enough. And it, this man is doing absolutely nothing for your career, by the way. Other mm-hmm. than a fucking alien podcast and an alien show. Like you look foolish. Yeah. To be honest. Like, and, and on top of it, it's like, you're like fishtailing publicly not even so like or sobriety wise but like career wise like nobody even knows where to place you anymore like you've now become that person where everybody collectively knows your albums don't do well and you used like Demi used to at least be like a singles person like she could sell out arenas yeah totally and now it's like I don't want another tear-jerking Grammy performance about rock bottom I, I, I don't I've it's exhausting And what's insane is during their documentary when they were explaining why they signed a scooter and how much they hated Philly Mac, their Mm -hmm. old, um, I don't think they, I don't think Demi named him. Right. But if you look at it, he is still managing the Jonas Brothers who are having such a resurgence in their career. Right. They have had two Amazon Prime documentaries that, you know, Nick kind of looked like an asshole, but other than that, no skin off their back. Yeah, totally. They just finished another tour in, I don't know. I agree. They, Demi needs to figure something out. Demi needs to get out from under fucking Scooter. Scooter is not doing it for you anymore. Like, oh my God, it can't be more obvious. And why the fuck are you doing an alien show? Uh, uh. And like taking it very seriously extremely like extremely beyond he's acting like zach bagans (laughs) yeah did anybody else feel that (laughs) i love ghost adventures i can't lie (laughs) i do too um but yeah i just i wanted to start with that just because we don't have any blind items about it just wanted to talk about it but my eyes are on demi because i think i'm not i don't wish something bad to happen i just kind of like see it playing over again I was looking at um, that video on TikTok and I keep seeing people make these comparisons. This actually makes me physically sick to my stomach to say out loud, but I keep seeing people make these comparisons between Tana and Brittany and how, (laughs) exactly, and how Tana is this generation's Brittany. I literally couldn't say her last name last week. (laughs) Her last week. And now this is further furthering that narrative that Tana Mojo is like the new Britney and I don't even know where it's coming from aside from the fact that they're blonde white women um but let's also cut that the fuck out please let's cut that out please thank you 
Now, you guys know I am new to the housewife realm, but there has been a lot of housewife stuff. So, Troy, I need to know about the robbery because I have seen people say it was staged. I've seen people say maybe they were, or Dorit, her name's Dorit, right? Mm -hmm. I've heard Dorit was in with some bad people. I just feel like you can tell me. I'll shepherd you along uh, (laughs) to the best that I can, uh, just with my opinions. Hold my Um, hand. (laughs) okay so just to I guess give some context Dorit was robbed um she was at home alone with her kids uh it was like right before 11 p.m she was sleeping um PK was out of the country and um these men allegedly came in they came into her they shattered her uh children's um like in-house classroom window and they came in through the window. Uh, they opened her bedroom door and they had guns. Um, she allegedly said, you know, I have children. Don't, please don't hurt me. Don't hurt my bill, my babies. I'm a mother. And um, one of the men replied, kill her. Uh, Holy and, shit. Yeah. And then they, they went into her closet. They stole all of her jewelry and all of her handbags and um they didn't go into the kids rooms they ended up leaving and that was allegedly it um so nobody was hurt and you know the whole thing is very i guess it's too early to really definitively know but Mm -hmm. like it is weird also what you have to know about pk and dury is that they're very very shady business people they are involved in like weird lawsuits and stuff um they're always being sued by people they are the kind of people who go on housewives and they rob peter to pay paul so that they can have a big house and a bunch of ferraris and you know so that dorit can have different looks every day and you know dorit's really like painted herself into this corner of being like a looks queen like she Mm -hmm. is always wearing couture and designer she never wears anything twice she puts head to toe red carpet looks together every single day. Like, oh my God, multi thousand dollar outfits. So, and also, you know, I just think it opens up an interesting conversation about like reality TV stars that show their lives on these shows and the vulnerability of that. Like, I know what every fucking room in Dorit's house looks like, I know where they came in. And I know what her closet looks like. And I have a fee- an idea of what they stole. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucked up. And it's like the line between, like, flaunting your wealth and just opening the door for people to literally come inside your house and take it. Well, you telling the story reminded me of the Kim Kardashian story. Very much that. Huh. It's really fucked up. I mean, I do have a blind item about it. It's very short, but it's like kind of gives you an idea just based on what I said about the business stuff um it says if you don't pay your debts to the bad to the bad people who you owe money to then bad things happen to reality tv stars and they're I mean they're always in debt they're always involved in like I said some weird money shit that feels very like ooh, like what's going on yeah I don't know I don't know where I fall on it like I it feels gross to say it's not real yeah especially with her kids there and yeah 
Like who would set that up? Exactly. And I know that the housewives are supposed to start filming Thursday. Oh, today. Well, well, today in quotes. Um, this will start filming Thursday. And I don't know if they are continuing to film or whatever. Obviously, I think that they're probably going to like, we, so we saw on the Daily Mail, all of the housewives did eventually show up at our house. So we saw Erica Jane, Kyle showed up, Lisa, Teddy Millencamp came. Um, I think that may have been it as far as who came to her house. But like, I could definitely see them doing some sort of like starting the season with like a six months ago Uh kind of thing. Um, So it feels like this is going to be how they start. They'd be really dumb not to start the season like this crazy story. Um, So it feels like that's what they're going to do. I kind of, I believe that this is real. And I, I kind of teeter on that blind item. Like, I think that they're, they're involved in some really shady, scary business shit. And they have loans and shit out to people that are very fucking scary. And it's really expensive to be a real housewife. And we've seen so many housewives crash and burn to keep up with the Joneses. And that's what we're seeing. I think that they owed some really scary people money, honestly. How much do they make an episode? Do you know off the top of your head? Like Dorit specifically? Yeah, or or like a estimate. Um, well, it's different for every housewife, but I can look it up real quick. And then their husbands get paid too, right? Yeah, so the way that it works is like, if you are contracted to be a housewife, like hold a hold a diamond yep um you get like an amount for the season so like you know like bethany frankel for what one of the years she was making over a million dollars for a season but if you're not contracted like where you're not holding a diamond so you just kind of come in and out and you're a friend of you get paid per appearance okay so you fight it makes you fight really hard to keep filming that's so crazy it's really fucked up to be honest with you uh (laughs) gross that's so manipulative <laughs> no andy fucking <laughs> <Look at> andy <laughs> okay so it, allegedly it looks like a bunch of websites are saying a hundred thousand a season for three is it weird that i'm like i feel like that's not enough money <laughs> well i mean it's it's in comparison to some other housewives it's really not at, at all i mean nini was making over a million bethany is making over a million like there have been several million dollar housewives um and also it depends on like how much you're bringing it per season too. like okay you know um like I would imagine Erica Jane right now is making way more than like Dorit for example yeah you know it's like mm-hmm. how much you're contributing your life Dorit isn't really doing a whole lot on the show she's just kind of commentating on everybody else's life so you get less money for that it's so manipulative <laughs> well, I mean MTV used to do that with the hills yeah like- that's true there was a rumor um, that Lowe got a Birkin bag for saying Kristen had a Coke <laughs> problem. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and who wouldn't? I know. Are you kidding? Are you going to give me a $40,000 purse to say Kristen Cavalieri's Coke? Um, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Consider it done. That's really interesting how they structure it. I wonder if they do that for all the shows. I know they do it for all the housewives. Um, 
And that's why, like, you'll see when the housewives get demoted, like, they get really upset about it because it means they have to, like, really, really, like, work hard to get, like, a decent amount of money for the year. Yeah. Because, you know, if you are demoted and you only show up twice, like, you're getting a couple thousand dollars and maybe that's it. Compared to, like, the 500000 that you could have made if you were cast. I feel like Jersey Shore is one of the only reality shows where the whole cast like band together. So they all made the same amount per episode. Totally. Because again, guys, I know a lot about obviously Hills, Laguna Beach and Spencer really wanted everybody on the Hills to make the same amount of money and Lauren refused. (laughs) Petty, 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 petty. Lawrence. Because Spencer's Ugh. the one who brought, I don't even care for Spencer. And he's the one who like brought everything. But Lauren's like, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> she gave one of her classic tongue smiles <laughs> and said, no, thank you. Um, but no, it is, uh, it, honestly, it's, it's crazy. And I feel like the network, like Bravo purposely, because there have been moments like, like, for example, I remember Daniel Staub saying on her podcast once that, like the the women all band together once back in the day for Jersey and you know the women show up to Andy's office in groups to fight with him and sometimes they show up alone and they just like trample through 30 rock or whatever to get to Andy to yell at him about stuff and um the Jersey girls did one time show up and band together to try and get more money but like the problem with that is that the network can so easily pin those women against each other Mm -hmm. that like even by the time that they would leave his office like he would already have mind fucked all of them um like Daniel said that there was a time when they had all gone to his office for different reasons and it felt like he had set up that they would all show up around the same time just to like fuck with them and Danielle when they were leaving he had said something about like oh Danielle like you know you're my favorite housewife and Danielle was like on the outs with the other women and he knew that it would like further divide them because he wanted Danielle to be he liked Danielle being the villain like so wild I I mean I I shouldn't be surprised (laughs) I know it's just one day somebody's gonna I know that there's a Bravo book that just is like coming up currently right now but like one day Andy is going to be really like exposed exposed like on our rotted series (laughs) one day somebody's gonna do an hour-long special about Mr. Cullen (laughs) uh but yeah it's it's fucked up so I don't know I I believe that it's true I feel kind of gross anybody saying that they think that she's lying that it happened I don't know like her kids were like you said her kids were like there and I don't know yeah yeah and after you read that blind it makes more sense because there was a long time where I was on the fence about the Kim robbery yeah some people still are with that too to be honest I still kind of am to a point yeah for sure but but you're so right about just exposing your wealth and showing someone your whole home Mm -hmm. yeah I mean like look at all my diamonds I do have one before we move on from Drew. I have one more just to kind of further explain how shady they are. Um, This is from July of this year. It says no tabloid is going to be taken seriously if they continue to claim that this housewife and her husband own their home as if somehow 
the sale of their home is going to pay off all their debts. It might be in their name, but she is a minority owner to all the other investors. So that's another thing that came out that like, there's a bunch of people that own their mansion because they could never afford to own it on their own. So like they're partners in owning their own house. Like it's just smoke and mirrors everywhere. You know, there's a part of me that's like, that's sad that that's how they feel like they have to live. I know. I know. But again, it's the network that makes them think mm-hmm. they're worthless if they don't, in a sense, put out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. All right. So speaking of Housewives and Bravo, we will talk about the new city that they're moving to. But before we get into that, joining Beverly Hills maybe is one of Troy's most beloved people in the world. (laughs) Miss Room 23 herself, Diana Jenkins. Honestly, Troy, you're smiling so much. I'm just, I'm going to let you talk about it because when I saw the news, I went, what the fuck? (laughs) I'm just going to say that if she does join that show, it's because I put her spirit out into the universe so intensely. (laughs) I actually am going to take credit. I I will boldly take credit for that. I'm not kidding. Um, I'm in shock. It is that combined with the city that we're going to talk about that they just added is such a bold move. I'm just, I'm, I'm, my jaw hit the ground. And I guess like, you know, there has been a lot of like madam talk on Beverly Hills this year like jokingly is it because of erica because isn't no. she like allegedly a <laughs> well she is allegedly a madam yeah she's allegedly working as like a, a fucking bdsm sex worker uh in her spare time allegedly uh but no what a one hobby of, <laughs> no one of the other housewives her name is Kristen. she's new this year and uh she like just has like a silly story of like her like in her past of like being connected to uh like the sex work industry and she was like approached to be a madam by some lady and they've just been joking about it at the reunion Mm -hmm. and it almost feels now like it's like I don't know like maybe it's something like to to ease us in or something I don't know but I'm just like I just I can't believe they must think that there would be some sort of lore around it. Like it would get people enticed because I could see Bravo presenting it in a really sort of like tongue in cheek way mm-hmm. of her being like, it's rumored I'm a madam. Like, you know, shit like that. I could see that happening, but like, I don't know. I just think it's like opening up a can of fucking worms to the world, to a bunch of people who are not ready for that kind of news story. It's a lot. Yeah, so the way they're introducing her, and this is from the Housewives Addicted Instagram. Meet socialite Sanella Diana Jenkins, and she goes by Diana. Potential new cast member for season 12. Diana is the founder of Drink Neuro and the ex-wife of famed Barclays financer Roger Jenkins. In 2020, Jenkins listed her Malibu compound for $125 million and was quoted saying, money is a wonderful thing. I love to earn it and I love to spend it. 
I was looking at, because I was really interested to see what people would think or what they were going to say about the idea that she would be introduced. And I did see a, 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 a good amount of people being like, oh no, this woman is really shady. She's involved in some really shady stuff. Like, this is weird. This is going too far. Um, I was surprised by the amount of people who sort of had a shorthand with Diana Jenkins. I thought that was cool. For sure. Someone actually commented, internet sleuths, get ready. <laughs> no but seriously and I guess the Kardashians rented her mansion in Malibu for the last season yeah she is extremely close to the Kardashian family um she has videos at all she takes pictures and videos and stuff down off of her Instagram a lot I'm not sure why but well but uh she has a lot of photos and videos and stuff of the Kardashians just kind of like lounging at her house with their kids and stuff um they're like family to her which is you know which says enough says a lot yeah so somebody commented she's rumored to be a pimp to the stars ever heard of room 23 this chick has deep ties and then this must be her throwaway account It said, Diana has everything Erica wants. Brains, beauty, status, wealth, and a talented, hot, younger man. She's very formidable and antithesis of most of the cast, with the exception of Kathy. A philanthropist, she established the Ernest Caddick Foundation in memory of her brother who was killed in the war by the Serbs. She established the Sanella Diana Jenkins Human Rights Project at the University of California, Los Angeles, which is the first endowed program on international justice and human rights at any law school in the Western, in Western United States. Her Jenkins Penn Haitian Relief Organization provided medical care to thousands of victims of the 2010 earthquake in Haiti. It was a mutual effort between Diana Jenkins and Sean Penn. Mm. She has also organized fundraisers for Elton John's Aid Foundation. Furthermore, she posted bail for former Bosnian president who was obtained in UK on a Serbian extradition request. Yes, she does grandiose charitable stuff publicly on purpose. Right. Um, Yeah, (laughs) like she does big, huge, over-the-top, giant shit for charity and has huge parties to celebrate her charitable endeavors with every famous person that you've ever seen in your entire life. Can you explain Room 23 just really quickly in case people aren't familiar with it? Sure. So Room 23 was a book that Diana Jenkins wrote a few years ago. Um, The book is on the surface. It's a book full of celebrities doing these really fun boudoir photos. Um, It's themed... The, the book is sex work themed. So it looks like it's all these celebrities kind of doing like, like pretending to be sex workers just for like an aesthetic in this, in this book. They're beautiful photos, gorgeous pictures. Like it really is a gorgeous coffee table book. But when you read deeper into room 23, it's basically a catalog of Diana's clients, whether it's, people that she supplies sex workers for or whether it's people that she helps get work for um 
if you go and read like random blind items about random celebrities, you'll find that like during their roughest or darkest times, like they will try and connect with Diana Jenkins. Um, Amanda Bynes actually, after she, during that transitional sort of like FHM Maxim time for Amanda Bynes, Mm -hmm. when she had like quit acting, but hadn't like lost public whatever yet. Mm -hmm. Um, she, because you know, uh, Amanda Bynes is like actually pretty close with NT Lawyer, and she spoke to him directly about like how she was going to reconnect with Diana Jenkins or see if she could like get her work. And the next thing you know, Di- Amanda Bynes is in Diana Jenkins' coffee table book. So it's really interesting. Um, I don't own the book. My friend Dara, Dara from like, do you remember this? Actually bought the book spent like $200 on it from fucking Europe or whatever on eBay and which I'm very jealous of and I might ask her to take pictures so that we can like post them you need to treat yourself and buy that book I know I need it I need Diana will like trace me after I buy it um but yeah it's 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 really interesting if you go on room 23 actually has a website and if you go on room23.com um there is like a full you can see all the pictures and they are insane like when you know what this book is about like there's a picture of Lindsay Lohan one of the most beautiful pictures she's ever taken she looks gorgeous but it's Lindsay on a bed about to have sex with like a giant group of men or there's one of Hayden Panettiere and she's like in a bathroom like waiting for a client to get ready to fuck her like they are really um very suggestive (laughs) I don't know what else to say honestly the the Hayden picture is like haunting yeah it is well George Clooney's in it Kate Moss a lot of Cindy Crawford yeah um a a lot of Elton John Elton John is like one of her biggest clients because you know Elton has like that infamous Oscar twink party yeah every year wow these pictures they're other than the Hayden one, they're like beautiful. They're go- Did you see the Lindsay one? Yeah. It's gorgeous, right? And of course, of course, Vladimir Hayden's, I didn't realize he was in it too. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Larry King. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm looking through the photos as we're. No, it's really, uh, and Ashanti is in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So do you think. Bravo knows what they're doing with this, or do you think people aren't going to realize who she is? I absolutely think that they do. I think that they're banking on the lore of it. I don't think she'll ever say on the show, obviously, that she is, but they will allude to it and make a joke out of it. And, like, Bravo will turn it into a joke. Like, I think that Bravo definitely knows what they're doing. There's absolutely... Andy Cohen knows who the fuck Diana Jenkins is, and he knows come like for sure there's no way if I know Andy Cohen knows come on you know what I mean yeah there's <laughs> a part of me that feels just horrible for Hayden Penetier. <laughs> I know me too I mean I guess um if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to our Hayden episode I would go back and listen to that but Hayden is like basically Diana's daughter like Hayden has real crazy stage parents and she looks at Diana as like a second mom Mm -hmm. And Diana has been essentially, allegedly, 
like pimping her out since she was a teenager. So when you look at those pictures of Hayden, like swinging around a pole at 15 with Paris Hilton, smoking cigarettes, drinking Cosmos, like it just hits different, you know? Yeah. Oh, Oh, I can't. I still can't. I still can't believe like we both just had the same reaction. I still can't believe they're actually doing that. I can't either. Kelly, when I saw her name, I almost fell out of my chair. I felt personally attacked. I mean, you know Diana very well. Yeah, I, I just, and she's always been just like this weird little internet thing that I love to read about. And I just, I can't believe it. It's too full circle. It's too full circle for me. Now she's getting a little ballsy. She is. And I also, before we move on from her, I, I do think that Andy must, like in their meetings, if they are talking about this, I think that Andy must be like, there's a way that we can do this we've pres- like because bravo especially on beverly hills has been able for years to present really dark shit they did it with the fucking richard sisters for 10 years mm. i mean my god like kim richards is one of the darkest public figures i think i've ever read about and they've been able to like sort of tongue-in-cheek her addiction and stuff you know as if she wasn't like casting couch by her fucking mom and they know that we know that yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think that they must be like, there's a way that we can do this where it'll work out. I can't. I just can't. <laughs> She's going to have fans, Troy. I know. Oh, God. Am I going to be a fan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you love and hate her at the I same do. time. I do. I Yeah, I'm anxious to see what her personality will be like. Now, Housewives of Dubai, when I saw it was Dubai, I said, what the fuck? Just like I did with Diana Jenkins. I was excited about the response. Everybody was like, Dubai is not a place that we want. That is not escapism. (laughs) That is not what we sign up for. We don't want to go to Dubai. So I found a bunch of facts about Dubai. Yes, And this is from a a quote from someone who lived there in 2017. Obviously things could change within four years. I'm, I'm assuming that they're better than they were four years ago. Okay. The motto of this town, this literally sounds like a housewife line. The motto of this town, don't talk about it. Don't question any hypocrisy. Don't write about it. Oh God. That's so dark spirited. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, so I saw a lot of people being like, Andy is excited about a city that he wouldn't even be allowed to be himself in. Mm-hmm. So I looked up their LGBT plus business line laws mm-hmm. and they currently have a 2.5 out of 10. So are consensual homosexual acts between adults legal? No. Are civil, are you allowed to like marry the same sex? No. They got a point for this one. Is LGBT plus punishable by death? No. Are sexual orientation and gender identity discrimination in employment prohibited? No. Do companies sponsor pride? No, there's no pride celebration. Is there a U.S. State Department warning 
against travel for LGBT individuals? No. So that's where they got their other point. Okay. God. And then they got a half point because are there laws prohibiting freedoms of assembly of speech for LGBT people? No, but officials act as though they were. Oh, God, Jesus. Yeah. And like, there's no, you're not allowed to be transgender. Um, you're allowed to discriminate against um, sexual orientation and gender identity. So, yeah. I honestly think that this just proves that there is something happening right now where mainstream news and blind item news is coming together in this weird way. Mm-hmm. And if you, you it like, it's like, if you're a person who doesn't read this kind of news, you're going to kind of be left behind in a sense. Yeah. Like in a way you are, because go- blind items are so mainstream now, especially with like Dumas, like you will kind of be left behind and a little left out of certain things. There's a shorthand that like, you know, I guess like people are just assuming that you should know. And like the announcement of this, like the response was so funny to me of seeing people be like, this is nuts. Like, this is fucking insane. Everyone was like, we wanted Nashville. Yeah, like, can we get the Chicago house size or no? (laughs) Just Dubai, we're jumping straight into that. Um, So just updated laws for 2021. And guys, you're probably just like, I don't want a history class. (laughs) I I just want people to know the culture a little bit. for sure. (laughs) So marriage laws on November 7th, 2021, They announced some of its personal and family laws in a bid to improve living standards of the country. One of the biggest amendments was the news that unmarried couples can now live together. Men and women who are not married or related are now free to live together with any repercussions. You're also allowed to get divorced if you'd like. Um, According to Article 1 of the federal law of 2020, the penalty, penalty has been lifted for drinking, possessing or trading alcohol in homes and authorized places. The rule is at the discretion of each emirate. However, an alcohol license is still required to purchase alcohol from liquor stores. So there are only certain, like a few restaurants where you can drink alcohol. They did just pass equality of wage. So women and men are paid the same. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and now they, they actually added, I mean- I'm not sure about our maternity and paternity laws. I feel like it's not a lot of days. Yeah, ours are allegedly some of the worst in the world. Yeah, so women, you can take up to 50 days. For fathers, you're now entitled to five days, effective for six months from the baby's date of birth. So there are some positive things that have happened recently. (laughs) It's just interesting, like, what has happened to Dubai as far as, like, the way that the public views them. I mean, they, it really is, like, it's just known as, especially, like, for reality stars, you know, if you see reality stars going to Dubai, like, you you know why they're going. Mm-hmm. There's no debating anymore of what they're doing there. It's called a money laundering paradise. This is something that I found really, really problematic. Um This is from September, 2021. This country encourages businesses to hire people from other poor countries to come here and work. 
They have them sign contracts that are a decade long and then take their passports. Even though taking passports is supposedly illegal, the government knows it happens and does nothing to enforce the law. These poor people are promised a certain pay, but the companies neglect to tell them that they will be deducting their cost of living from the paychecks, leaving them virtually penniless. That is, if they choose to pay them. Companies hold back paychecks for months at a time. When the workers strike, as a result, they are jailed. Protesting is illegal. These people will never make enough to buy a ticket home, and even if they do, they don't have their passports. They live in they lived crammed in portables with tons of others in unsanitary conditions. The kicker, they are building hotels that cost more to stay in for one night than they make the entire year. Things are so bad that a number of laborers are willing to throw themselves in front of cars because their death would bring their family more money in the form of DIA, blood money paid to victims' families as mandated by the government. Oh my God. And this is the shit that fucking Natalie Nunn from the Bad Girls Club ignores when they go to Dubai to collect the bag. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it's going to be painted as just a gorgeous, and it is a beautiful place. Totally. But they're not going to, they're not going to talk about that. No, not at all. You're going to see these women working in the housewives' homes. Mm -hmm. And in your head, you're going to be like, wow, they can't fucking leave. It's just really a lot. Like it's that combined with the Diana, it's a lot. I just don't, I'm not ready for Housewives of Dubai. And I'm also, to be honest with you, if I'm just going to, if I can be an asshole for a second, I'm not ready for like the general public's consumption of Dubai. I, I don't really want to hear the thoughts and opinions of a bunch of like middle American idiots who did not even know, who don't know any of this stuff. Yeah. And are just being introduced to it through housewives of all things. My brain is not ready for that kind of trauma, to be honest. No, I agree with that. I mean, it's just so weird how lately Dubai has been so pushed. All I think about is Zac Efron and Jessica Alba. I know. It's almost like, like, I can't think, there's a word that I'm trying to think of, and I've been trying to think of it the whole episode, and I can't. But it's like they're trying to sort of like, um, you know, like when you temper an egg so that it doesn't, uh, that it, it doesn't scramble in something warm. Mm-hmm. it's like they're doing that to us with Dubai like we've caught on generally and it's like well let's just turn Dubai into a thing now because a few years ago everybody was going to Dubai every reality star was coming back and forth from there people like Aubrey O'Day were moving there permanently and there was no conversation surrounding it at all yeah I know Joss Mooney who is on the challenge lives in Dubai now who come on (laughs) (laughs) kelly's face when she said that like come on we know what josh is doing in fucking dubai um i actually have a few blinds this is from 2018 okay this is someone we haven't talked about much but i think we could definitely do an episode on she wasn't paid to go yachting while she was in the country famous for it That doesn't mean she didn't have a line of suitors all eager to replace her last boyfriend. The stories he told about her were legendary, which is why he tried so hard to win her back. Once you get on her bad side, though, there's no coming back from it. At least not intimately. And that's Rihanna going to Dubai. Oh, I would love to do a Rihanna episode. Um, 
I have another one. This is, that was 2018. I don't know if I said that. 2011. This is all the way 10 years ago, which is scary. Okay. Yesterday, TMZ reported that Lindsay Lohan would not be hosting any New Year's parties because she wanted to get away from her party girl image. Well, that didn't take long. Someone in Dubai wrote a nice fat check. So Lindsay, Pam Anderson, and a bunch of D-listers that even I have not heard of will be partying on the QE2 in Dubai. The event marks the first time the QE2 has been used for an event like this. Oh, I'm sure that between Lindsay and Pam that they'll make it very memorable. This will also give a chance to let Lindsay do some networking with Middle Eastern men who have money. Lindsay's probably jealous that for some reason, Paris Hilton has had a foothold in the market the last few years. Wow. It would be really crazy to go there and and like just be amongst the the reality stars that are able to do whatever they want there. Mm-hmm. You know, because they they're not being photographed, like they're not being paparazzied. They can just be escorts out in public and be wasted messes and just live. But still curate their Instagram. Totally, so like still get the yacht picture. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's interesting, like. It's almost like I completely understand the allure of it. Like, it's enticing. You know, if I was a reality star and I needed money, like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's just so dark and interesting. Right. And as we said in the other episode, yachting isn't always glitz and glamour. Right. And my mind often goes to the not glitz and glamour stuff. Like, my mind goes to... If, like, you know, if these men are paying however many hundreds of thousands of dollars for some reality star that they don't have respect for. Yeah. You know, and there's also like such a sad underbelly to that. Like I was just watching, do you, do you know any, did you ever watch Bad Girls Club? No, I didn't, but I know, I know like the show and everything. Okay. So there's this girl, her name is Natalie Nunn and she is like known from the show as like, arguably one of the more successful bad girls just in far as far as like what's the word I'm looking for like people know her name is she the one who walked around saying y'all ain't go get no sleep because of me no (laughs) no that's Tanisha okay but Natalie is I run LA okay I run LA uh but so she is a Dubai queen she is very open I mean not open but like pretty much open on her Instagram about being an escort she's constantly in Dubai and South Africa and you know all these random places Uh and so this is interesting she just got exposed by another girl this young trans girl who um I am pretty sure at the time when this all took place was underage so Natalie took this girl she was like hey like I'm gonna bring you to Dubai with me um or Africa I'm gonna bring you to Africa with me this guy got me tickets and he told me that I could bring someone and like we're just gonna go there and have fun and make money and it's gonna be so fun the girl's underage by the way so they go to Africa Natalie like has a hotel room or whatever set up for them and like basically brought this girl on this trip to pimp her out and like steal her money to, like brought her to get fucked by these random strangers and then was going to steal the money 
And she brought like a whole slew of girls with her. So that's another thing that's happening where these reality stars that are like very high profile will go there. Like, like Paris used to fucking do this with people. Um, they'll go there with a big gaggle of, of people and pimp them out. And then they collect a bag from that. So it's like the less dick I have to suck because I have 20 other girls here and I'm going to take all their money. You know what I mean? And Holy this, shit. Yeah, this girl was underage and was expected to just have sex with all these people all weekend and did it because she was scared. And Natalie said, I'm going to leave you here in Africa and not pay for you to come home if you don't fuck all these men. Yeah, and I guess she does that to a lot of people and does it to a lot of the girls from the Bad Girls Club and doesn't tell them that she's doing it. Like, that's where my mind goes I when I think of places like Dubai and when I think of yachting. I'm just like, I don't think of securing the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're you're totally right with that. This one, this blind I have that goes with Dubai is kind of like what you were explaining. Okay. Not, not nearly as bad, but <laughs> of course. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. This mogul? wannabe singer is facing a cash flow problem for the first time in his career. Someone is willing to help, but our mogul is going to have to go out of country and do some things to earn it, which will probably make him never want to go back. Diddy and Dubai. Oh God. Oh, see? It is just so strange seeing how many celebrities are always in dubai Mm -hmm. will smith Mm -hmm. and it's like if you think about it it's like somebody like will smith can go there openly pay for what he wants get it and do it at the at a fucking restaurant out in public nobody is going to know nobody will bother him it's it's crazy you know what i mean 
Yeah. It's, it's almost abs- like they're untouchable. Right. And I wonder how housewives will change that. I don't see how they could have the housewives like how they do it in New York or something. I mean, alcohol is so restricted. Mm-hmm. And and I don't, I mean, I know in Salt Lake City, alcohol is also restricted, but I don't think Dubai is going to play. <laughs> yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's an interesting, it will be interesting to see like such a different kind of city yeah. for housewives than what we're used to. But I just, it doesn't, it just makes my stomach feel weird. It just doesn't sit right with me. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It really bothers me. And I mean, even the laws with some, some of the stuff I've read, mm-hmm. this, like the literal slavery that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I see it here being like, okay, these women are just so wealthy and out of touch. Right. You know, and I'm kind of just like, oh, they're just rich, what doing whatever. But like Dubai's a little more sinister than that. Agreed. Like, I'm not interested. There's a million cities that people want to see Housewives be filmed in. Dubai is not on the top of literally anyone's list. Like you said, Chicago, Nashville, even like London. I know they have that Ladies of London show. Oh my God. I'm so happy you brought up. Oh my God. The people listening who are watch Bravo would have fucking slit my throat open if I didn't bring up Caroline Stanberry. Allegedly. So Ladies of London is in my top three favorite Bravo shows in history, which is saying a lot. Okay. You know, I'm new to Bravo. You know, I'm a new Bravo watcher. Kelly, Ladies of London is one of the best reality television shows that we have ever seen in our generation. I need to watch it. It is top tier, top notch, iconic, funny, smart, brilliant, everything. Caroline Stanberry, who was the breakout star of Ladies of London, she is truly, it's unimaginable that this is a real woman. (laughs) She is so, she's very dry, very British, gorgeous, very dry sense of humor like, fuck you money, just, like, always has some quick, witty, very British thing to respond to anything that you say to her, dresses immaculately, cool, like, cold, just, like, amazing. She, in my opinion, invented Dubai, because the show was on a few years ago before anybody was really talking about Dubai, and she was going back and forth constantly, making money there, and (laughs) coming back to London, and she left ladies of London to live in Dubai and everybody was like really upset about it because people love Caroline Stanberry and she was like the heart of the show. And then the show like immediately got canceled when she moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that she's coming back to Bravo after years of people begging for that is a huge fucking deal. I just wanted to say it. Cause I know people would have been like, are you kidding me? You didn't bring up Caroline. It's major. I've been trying, this has been, at the top of my prayer list for many, many years. <laughs> well, I'm happy, you know, what's your name, Caroline, you said? Yeah. I mean, you have to deal with Diana. You also get Caroline. I mean, what have you been manifesting lately, Troy? Have you been putting crystals in a full moon? Like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> to quote Oprah, I'm a powerful manifester. <laughs> <laughs> So another thing that Kelly and I wanted to talk about, obviously, the thing that is, you know, it's a discussion that everybody is currently having 
the Kardashians continue to brainwash us into forgetting that they that we talk about them all year and it's fucking wild but anyway we got to talk about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson um do you do you have thoughts I have so many thoughts and I just want to say one thing people are acting like women being attracted to Pete is the most insane thing on the planet. It's so annoying. Because he's not ugly. No. He's 6'3", he's funny, and everyone has told us for years he has a huge dick. Yeah. It's, it's not that out of, like, crazy thoughts that people might want to fuck Pete Davidson. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of at this point, like, I understood it at the beginning, but I'm over the whole, like, what's with this guy? Like, what... Have you never like been around a funny fucking man? Right. And honestly, when he, him bagging um, Kate Beckinsale is more impressive than Kim Kardashian, in my opinion. Totally agreed. Are you kidding me? He got Ariana Grande to write an entire album about her fucking her and like churning her vagina like a cookie bowl or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that alone is like, well, obviously there's something to all this. Like, I don't get that. And he's an attractive man. Right. And honestly, seeing with Kim, I was almost like, this is just embarrassing. I agree. Because the new accessory is a tall, skinny white boy with tattoos. Mm -hmm. And Travis Barker's not tall by any means. But I almost feel like Kim wants to one-up Courtney somehow with this. I agree. It feels really, and I said this about Courtney too, it feels so heavy-handed yeah that it's like almost like it feels like it goes against everything that Kim has sort of built of this like understated thing Mm -hmm. like it just feels so desperate in a way that I'm like what and the fact that Pete has shit on Kanye over and over and over yeah 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 maybe that was a draw maybe but now I'm like Pete look out Kanye's gonna get you oh, I know <laughs> but I think it's so interesting because Pete is almost used as a pawn in like PR relationships right yeah he he's really carved out an interesting space for himself in Hollywood like I don't recall anybody ever having this same kind of like Hollywood lore where it's not like, a guy yeah, not a guy at all. It's very interesting. I think it's actually kind of cool. Um, I remember, so I'm a huge SNL head. Mm-hmm. And um, my best friend Katie and I, like, we both love SNL. And, like, I remember for years, Pete was just, like, our weird little, because he was, like, new on the show. and He was the youngest cast member they had ever had. And, you know, he was, like, the underdog, like, a weird, skinny little fucker. Right. And we were in love with him and I was like I don't know what it is about this guy but there's just something about his voice his accent like the way he carries himself he's genuinely funny I mean he is hysterical to me and he just has like this weird confidence where it's like you just know he has a giant penis we always used to say that and then Ariana happened she wrote a whole album about them fucking on roofs and I was like, it's all true. And I, I never in a million years expected that the outcome like a few years later would be that he's in a fucking relationship with Kim Kardashian West. I'm dead. 
Do you think it's real? No. no, I don't think it's real. I think that it's a it's it's a a great way for Kim to kind of transition. You know, people have been wondering like what post Kanye Kim would look like and be like and what she would do. I mean, I'm not going to say that like maybe they hooked up, maybe maybe you know she fucked Pete and like if she did good on your mate uh <laughs> proud of you but yeah this is so strategically planned out and and so fucking fake and the fact that TMZ is getting minute by minute updates of all of the places they're going and it's being reported that they're in Whistler at uh, a steak place come on and if you watch the video of them on the roller coaster when the roller coaster ends, Pete just gets up and walks away. He does not look back at Kim. He doesn't even look to help her. He just, it's like that character he plays on SNL and he's like, all right. Like, yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Totally. Like, totally. And one thing I need everyone to stop doing, okay, is saying, I don't care if it's fake. I love it. No. No. We need to stop this behavior. Yeah, I agree. Like it's, it happened with Benifer. Uh-huh. And now people are like, obviously Kim and Pete are fake, but it's giving me serotonin. I'm like, go stand in the sun for a little bit. Like. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Put your it, phone it, away for a half hour, go outside, get your serotonin that way. <laughs> you're completely right. It did happen with Benifer. At the beginning, everybody was like, but it's fun. I used to get so many DMs from people being like, quit hating on this. It's fun. Same. Like it's escapism. And then a month later, everybody's like, this is disgusting. They're ridiculous. <laughs> they make me sick. They're kissing with masks on. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And now they're doing it with Courtney and Travis. Do you think Travis and Courtney are fake? No, I don't think they're fake. But again, I think that it's like a major, huge marketing thing. Yeah. Cause I read somewhere, I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but apparently Kim and Pete were like filming during one of their dinners Mm -hmm. because they have that Hulu show coming out. And I talked about this on my podcast the past week. I was like, the Kardashians have no secrecy anymore. Right. We know they Photoshop their whole bodies. We know they like spray paint their bodies. Yeah. Like I can't imagine the ratings of their um, series last, last, season their farewell season was great no they actually their show has steadily declined in ratings every year yeah their show didn't even do well on e and that's like their station right it's like the irony of that but no i i agree with you yeah and i will say i'm not a big kardashian fan but i can call them smart i see that they're smart business people totally but I just think they've become too curated with their lives. And I think I used to watch when Kim and Chris Humphreys were married and like they openly hated one another. Yeah. Like that was fun for me. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying for a while that I think um, like before they had announced the Hulu show, I had said on Dunzo that I think the only way, cause it's like, you have, I mean, I guess it's been a million years now that they've been famous, but you have to like think to yourself, like this can't go on forever. 
Yeah. You can't always, even though every single day for over 10 years, let's just think about that. Every single day, every single day, Kelly. Is this going to be like Paris with the blue contacts? (laughs) No, like every day for fucking over 10 years, they've been in the forefront of our news cycle. They've been, one of them has been an important news story in this country every single day and they have this this way of for like men in black erasing people's minds and having them forget that they have not stopped talking about them all year and I just think like I don't know I've been saying for a long time that I think that if they're gonna continue being the Kardashians like they doing a show on E where Chris randomly decides to be a mime and Kim is playful with wigs. Like nobody gets like a fake reality show. It doesn't even correlate with like who they are anymore. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So they'd have to do some kind of show about their actual lives. Like what it's like to be a Kardashian. And you mentioning that men in black thing. I remember right before Kim did SNL, she was like, yeah, Kanye's been helping me with everything. And they were like, oh, they're not getting divorced. And now it's like everyone forgot that they said that, the men in black mind eraser. It's fucking nuts. I do have a blind. Okay. No, this late night actor and the illiterate reality star are not dating. It has you talking and wanting to see their new show though. One thing they don't want you to see is the long, long time girlfriend of the rapper that everybody likes to pretend is faithful to the reality star sister. So Travis Scott has a longtime girlfriend that is not Kylie Jenner. And do you remember that? That came out maybe just before or just after True because he was taking pictures in the mirror and he's still been dating her. Yeah, I just like, I think that if this upcoming thing that they're doing, because obviously, of course, they want people talking. Come on. Yeah. Like we, you guys have your wits about you. Please stop letting the Kardashians fucking bamboozle you into literally like into being Sims. Like it's just we have to like shake the Kardashian fucking uh, juju off our brains. You know what I mean? It's a lot. Like getting on Instagram and seeing everybody look like fucking blown up, weird body contorted House of Mirrors Kardashians. I'm just like I. It's like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. But all that to say. Of course they're doing this shit because they want, they need the fucking press surrounding this Hulu show. They want us to anticipate what we'll be able to see behind the scenes of on this fucking show. And I'm going to say right now, like if that show is another scripted fake reality show and it isn't a docu-series about their fucking lives, like there will be hell to pay. If we get another Keeping Up with the Kardashians on Hulu, yeah, it has to be about their lives. Like, I don't want any hokey music. I don't want an ABC plot. I don't want anything about people competing over who is the best house on Christmas or let's dress up as each other for dinner and have a food fight. It's insulting at this point. It needs to be a docuseries about being a Kardashian about the press, about all this stuff, like a real show. Do you think they'll give you that? Absolutely not. (laughs) 
<laughs> not a million years. They'll give us like some version of it. Yeah. Yeah. I Kim and Pete, right when I saw it, I was just like, oh. it's so obvious. It's too, it's obvious to the point that it's like, sometimes they do stuff that's so obvious that it almost makes your brain, it tricks your brain into being like, well, am I seeing it wrong? Right. Watch MGK and Megan Fox get engaged next week or something because they also want to get in the press. I'm so overwhelmed. I can't take it. It's almost like we're too smart for our own good at this point. You know what I mean? And like, it's, if this was happening like 10 years ago, we would love it. But we're just like, I think, I feel like I just said love it. Like Lisa Barlow, we would love it. But now uh, it's just not, it's just not giving. I don't love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I we agree. Can... It's, the, it's the same old tired game. And you're using someone who has already been used for PR. And I saw someone allegedly wrote into Dumois. And they were like, Pete would never do anything for publicity. Signed a family member. I'm like, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would never. He would never call paparazzi and have them come photograph him and Ariana Grande. He would never fuck Kaylee Coco and ruin her marriage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With his big, giant, pale dick. <laughs> Must be so pale. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's wild how we went from like Ariana's I I still think for a little bit it was PR between them. Me too. I don't know if Pete knew it was PR. Yeah. But Ariana did. I agree. I also think that, you know, we like to forget that Pete is riddled with mental health issues and addiction problems. And that's also in a weird way endearing about him. That's He's so open about it. Right, because he's so, yeah, because he's so honest and um, he has that kind of quality where it's like, not only will he fuck my brains out, but I could also save him. I can help him. And that's very enticing. And that actually, you saying that makes me worry about this little PR stunt (laughs) more than I was before. I do genuinely worry for him because I just think, I don't know. I I don't know if he's cut out mentally for the kind of fame that he is like, skyrocketing into and he's still young he's like 27 or 28 so young and I saw fluently forward she has a podcast and she also has a tiktok that does a lot of celebrity blinds and she talked about a blind I wish I screenshotted it I didn't that Pete's actually very heavily using again allegedly I'm not surprised by that at all yeah bums me out me too it's sad And I guess to me, I've always felt like the Kardashians prey and like just seeing them prey on Pete kind of like, I don't know, you know me. Of course. Yeah. We need to, I just wish that people would like keep their wits about them when it comes to to the Kardashians. It seems like people have all this shit to say about them. They have all this like shit to talk about them, but like, it's those same people who believe everything that they put out, who want to look like them and are like fucking ripping their bodies apart to be like them. It's those same people that always have the most shit to say about them. That don't realize that they have a bat phone to Harvey Levin. <laughs> Literally. Like you're not getting TMZ alerts because TMZ is like just so on it. Right. They're fucking calling them and telling them to send shit out. Like, ugh, what a gross 
fucking hamster wheel to be in. I give this another two weeks and then Kim puts out a statement being like, we're just friends. I'm working on it with Kanye. Yeah. (laughs) It would be really funny if this whole thing was a bit for the show. (laughs) If this was like a bit for Hulu and like it turned out to be a joke, I would think it was really funny. I'm not Yeah, like (laughs) if it was like promo commercial. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Like remember when Joaquin Phoenix pretended to be crazy on Letterman for that documentary? Like if it was like that, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. When he's like, there's a frog on my head. Do you see it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like, Joaquin, Joaquin went crazy. And then he's like, got him. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I would support that. Now we have to talk about something heavy. And this is what we're going to end the podcast on. <laughs> now, I'm sure you guys saw the story of Yolanda and Zane getting into getting into a scruffle altercation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. getting into an altercation and it's alleged that Zane shoved Yolanda into a dresser it's alleged he called her a Dutch slut among other things and then said I want to take care of my daughter who's the fucking cum from my cock he then got in trouble for harassing Gigi And all we know about that is that he called her and basically said, he was like, put on some pants, grow some balls and stand up to your mom for me. Yeah. Now he's pled no contest. He has 90 days of, um, of like anger management and community service. And it seems like now it's going to quiet down. Right. But that was quite the story. And When I say this, please understand that, yes, Yolanda has been a horrible person from what we've seen on TV, from what we've read in blinds. She does not deserve to be physically pushed. Right. Yeah. I Well, I had posted um, some TikToks on our Instagram about, like, the Yolanda Hadid of it all. And there were people who interpreted that as like, like us thinking that Yolanda should have been pushed. And like, that couldn't be further from the truth. Like if anything, if you go back and listen to our Hadid episode, like. We called that this was going to happen. Yeah. Like we talked about this happening Mm -hmm. and like, it's interesting to look at it from every single angle, but at the end of the fucking day, no, Yolanda did not deserve to be pushed by this fucking psychopath. And, you know, we talked about how unstable he is and the fact that it's crazy that they had to move him out into the middle of nowhere to really, like, wrangle him. And I have a blind to start this off with. It's from Blind Gossip. And it's from October 28th. Let's talk about these two celebrities in their relationship. She's a model who comes from a famous family. Her mother really pushed hard for all of her children to become famous. One thing she was especially insistent about was that they should all date famous people. Why? She liked the idea that her children's fame and fortune could be doubled if they dated someone famous. And she loved the idea of them all doing a reality show together. She pushed one of her children into a relationship with a pop star. He was a rather troubled soul, but mom wasn't terribly concerned about that. Mom had her eyes on the prize. 
The couple drifted, drifted in and out of their relationship over several years. We don't even know how many times they got together and broke up. Their relationship became a little more permanent when daughter fell pregnant by pop star, not marriage permanent, child raising permanent. They had the baby, but that didn't really improve their relationship. The couple started fighting again and mom jumped in the middle. That only made things worse. Quote, she's a meddler. She lectures him about everything like he's some stupid kid and she's his boss. She tries to lecture him about his health and how he should propose and how he should treat his, her daughter. About a second child, what kind of music he should make. She lectures him on his music career. That's funny. Mom's not a, mu a musician. There's more. She lectures both of them on how they should raise the baby. Mom thinks she's a second mother to the baby. She even wanted to move in with the two of them and help raise the baby. They fought a lot about it. He's had it with mom and daughter feels caught in the middle. Perhaps daughter welcomed the help, but Popstar did not. To him, mom was a very unwanted third wheel. Now meddling mom may have permanently destroyed the relationship. They've separated, but mom is still interfering. Just a quick word about that. The couple was never married, so separated actually means they're taking time apart. Sounds like another breakup is inevitable. So again, it sounds like Yolanda is very pushy in the relationship. Mm -hmm. But Zane also has a past of flipping out on Twitter, getting in fights on the streets of New York. Yeah. So there is still that. They can both be not great people. And yeah, again, that's... she still doesn't deserve to be physically harmed. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's sort of like the gist of it is how you and I both agree. Like they, both of those things can be true. Mm -hmm. Like there can, there can be more than one truth in a single situation. Like she can be a fucking psychotic obsessive abusive racist piece of shit and he can be a, a fucking psychopath abuser as well who has a history of heroin addiction and, and alleged domestic violence against Gigi yeah like it just it's more so I I don't know I just kind of look at it as like the whole family is just so it's such a toxic situation mm -hmm. just generally like the whole thing I completely agree. And poor Gigi is right in the no. middle. And, and Zane put out a big statement. And one thing I don't love is when celebrities start something with, you know, I try and keep my life private. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I hate it so much. Because right away, I'm like, oh, so you're trying to hide something you did. And people are like, <laughs> Yolanda shouldn't have sold the story. And to me, I'm just like, that's her story to tell. And that's who she is. Right. Like, he knows who he, what kind of family he basically married into. Yeah, that's Yolanda's whole thing. Like, that's what she does. Like, and I'm sure he didn't mind it when she called TMZ to flip the script on his fight in New York City. Exactly. Say he was standing up for people who, because someone was yelling homophobic slurs. I think, again, like, I think about Gigi, too. Yeah. Like, I just feel really bad for Gigi. And I think about knowing that that happened to your mom. And that, like, the world knows that he said that stuff, like, calling her, what are you, a Dutch slut? Yeah. That's her mom. Like, that's her mother. And calling her daughter the cum that came out of my cock? Like, that's when you know somebody is just fucking completely unstable. 
in I saw people in in the comments on our Instagram saying things like, "Well, you can't trust the story." But it went through the court. There was a police. Um, someone filed a police report. Again, it went through the courts. Like I just said, there was an eyewitness. So to me, I'm like, there is credibility to Yolanda saying that these things happened. This seems pretty cut and dry. Now, obviously the context, like we may never know the context of like what happened surrounding it or what like led up to it or whatever. Um, But like, who cares? Like it's his child's grandmother. Right. And then there are people, I saw some theory, I was telling Troy, I saw it on either TikTok or Instagram, that there is a theory going around that Yolanda broke into the house and was doing all these chants to Zane, saying he's going to get rid of his anxiety and change his blood and do all this stuff. I'm like, guys. Like, guys come, come on. Come on. I know on. you're, and I need to say this, Troy, and you and I have talked about this. We have to stop holding our teenage crush- crushes on a pedestal. Totally. When I found out all the things that Nick Carter did, that was a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah. Brian Luttrell, like, I unfollowed him on everything. Yeah. It's just like, just because you loved Zane when you were 12 doesn't mean you need to stand by him. Yeah, totally. I 1,000% agree with that. When you know all of that shit about Zane, it's like almost it's sadly not even shocking because like you said, he has a history. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe Yolanda. Me too. I a hundred percent do. And I think it's insane how TikTok and one direction Twitter has completely spun it to be, well, Yolanda's the problem again. Okay. Yolanda can be a lot. We've, we've said that, you know, you said she's racist. She's, homophobic all these things she still doesn't deserve to be hit (laughs) like that's my that's what I keep trying to reiterate and then people are like well she's lying about that I'm like it went through and I know police aren't always whatever we're not going to get into that debate on this podcast right but it went through the court system and all this stuff like I guess I just get so frustrated sorry I know I'm talking in circles no you're fine it is frustrating and it's frustrating to see like Again, this is another one of those, like, you've given us a reason to hate Yolanda kind of thing. Like, we always hated her, but now we finally have a reason. Like, what she did. Because she's making Zane look bad. Yeah. Not because she, like, made her daughters have eating disorders or whatever else. Right. And I'm sorry, but a mother is allowed to be overbearing and, like, scared and nervous when her daughter is in a relationship with an abuser. And they just had a baby together. And he's unstable. And she was, and Gigi was in Paris. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I read that they don't have a nanny. So Yolanda's like second in line under the parents. Mm. She kind of plays nanny to Kai. That makes sense. I can't picture Yolanda ever. Yolanda's not the type to allow, let's say Yolanda's very hands-on. Yeah like fairy i mean i have some other blinds about Gigi and zane but you want to read them sure this is from april 28th 2020 while some people get bored staying at home all day others find stimulating ways to spend their time like getting pregnant this young female celebrity is pregnant by a famous singer that's public information 
One interesting thing is who she told and who she didn't. I know that she did tell her mom and her sister and female musician early on. She did not tell many other people though. She did not tell another female musician until a couple days ago because she's got a big mouth. Another interesting thing is what she's been doing lately. The one thing everyone has noticed is she's eating lately, like real food. Everybody was thinking she's finally giving her mother the finger and eating like a normal person. Her mother really was quite a jerk when it came to her daughter's weight. A few more notes. Was the pregnancy planned? No, they're both shocked because they haven't been together that long. Timing shocked them. Are they happy about it? Um, she seems happier than him. Are they getting married? No, not right now. The baby and the pregnancy are the only thing they're talking about. So I doubt any decisions will be made until after the baby comes. The weird thing about this whole story and the thing that I think makes it like more confusing and complicated is that like because Yolanda is a housewife that people think that they know what happened like you know what I mean like people think because they saw Yolanda on Housewives for a long time that they know Mm -hmm. the whole situation and I get that I understand it and it's that's why I said in, in the post on Instagram like it's definitely worth remembering. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, let's not forget what kind of woman Yolanda is. Let's never forget. But it doesn't mean that we, like, know what the fuck is going on. Right. And ha- she seemed to, I could be wrong with this. Please let me know if I am. But it kind of seems like she stepped away from the public eye. Totally. Like, she just, she's on her farm in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... Because I don't watch Housewives or like I didn't see her on Housewives. So I can't speak to that. All well, I know is yeah. what you told me on our um, episode. Yeah, I think that she's ma- she's officially made her career being a momager. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. it's important that her daughters. And, and, you know, it's crazy. Like she got what she wanted. Like she was dead set on having her teenage daughters become models and following her footsteps and I mean she is the blueprint every woman on housewives now is trying to get their kids to be models you have people like Lisa Rinna and every woman wants their kid now to be the next Gigi you know she is the blueprint and I'll say I think Gigi and Bella are the only real legit supermodels from that reality pool me too Bella more than Gigi I think I think Gigi's more like runway yeah I agree with that yeah, I don't know. The whole Zane, Gigi, Yolanda thing, it really does, like, just feel icky to me. Like, it just, I don't like the way it's been played on social media. It's really just, this is all Yolanda's fault, and that's not yeah. the truth. And to be honest, I hope if Zane is as bad as blind items make him be with, like, drug use and temper and all of that, and I do take crazy days and nights with a grain of salt when it comes to Zane because Enti hates him. Mm-hmm. The blinds that I read were from blind gossip instead of um, crazy days and nights. But I do hope that Zane can get help if he is that bad. I do too. Because again, we've talked about it. He, He was probably the most talented in One Direction. Listen, Mind of Mine will always be one of my favorite albums of all time. Honestly, incredible. He's so talented. But there are a lot of demons there. So is there anything more we could cover on this topic? Because as we've said a billion times, Two things can be true. More than one thing can be true. I can't think of anything else that I have to say. Um, 
I am, I guess, just patiently fucking waiting with biting my nails to see what happens with Miss Jenkins <laughs> now that I've unleashed Freddy Krueger into the world. You're so giddy. Giddy and nervous. How long have you talked about Diana on your podcast? Because you've had your Dunzo podcast almost five years, right? Yeah. It's been a long time. I've been talking about her for a long time. You like think I think heard you. <laughs> I, I've never titled anything with her name in it, thank God. But it's been a long time. And I've even gone on other shows and talked about her. Like, I really have been planting this seed. And now it's like, it's my, my plant is growing and I'm scared. It's too public. It's too public. It's scary. Housewives yeah. is too much. There are certain things when they get into the public, I'm like, no, 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 that's blind items only. Yeah. Like, I'm not ready for Fran from Utah to know about this whole gig. I'm not ready. Oh, maybe we can end on a light note, which is Chris Pratt's Instagram post. Oh, yeah. You should talk about that. (laughs) Oh, my God. When I read Chris Pratt, what can I say about Chris Pratt? Um, His post, if you guys haven't seen it, he made a post about his wife, Catherine um, Pratt now. She was Schwarzenegger. Um, But he made this insane Instagram post and it's like the good value Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively post. And at the very end, he goes, but her birthday's in six weeks. And if I forget, at least I'll be like, go look at my Instagram post. (laughs) And this was right after he was named Garfield, which everyone was mad about. Fucking Christ. That's so upsetting. So upsetting. (laughs) And I, I said some things in the Chris Pratt episode about his son, Jack. Yeah. And I will stand by those things. In this, the reason I got so angry, I guess, at this post, not just reading it without this line would have been just like, bleh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he made sure to add like healthy, amazing daughter. When he has a special needs son. And to me, I, if he just said amazing daughter, it would have been fine. Right. I guess that one word like triggered me to hell and I went insane. (laughs) Well, obviously when I saw it, I thought about you because I never had even put it together that he favored, like that he did that publicly. So then I was like, oh my God, he like, this is, he is, I, I, he is another one where I'm like, do you not understand how to read the room, sir? Clearly not. He doesn't care. I guess he doesn't. Like there's enough people just blowing smoke up his ass all day that he doesn't have to care. Right. There were so many comments being like, funniest caption ever. And then other people were like, did Anna look at you that way? (laughs) (laughs) He's such a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he doesn't have to care that the whole world is like debating on how much they hate him. And what I'm about to say is not a vax, anti-vax fight, but it's alleged that he's going to do a lot more voice work because he doesn't want to be vaccinated and if he does voice work he doesn't have to be but he can't go on movie sets without being vaccinated i didn't even think about that Uh (laughs) uh-huh i'm like what other italian icon can he ruin garfield mario who's the next one (laughs) i cannot believe he's gonna be garfield i I, I can't. He's going to be a CGI Garfield. It's like, kill me now and put me out of my misery. <laughs> I might dislike him more than Ben Affleck. 
I think you do. I do. He like sends you off the ground. I know. Sorry, guys. I can't be as biased as Troy when it comes to my dislikes of celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you have anything that you want to add before we end our current? This was fun. We should do this ever so often. Yeah, this was it was nice and light, even though it wasn't light. Right. Um, No, other than our Boston show, we have less than 20 tickets left, all general admission. But if you buy general admission, you can upgrade to VIP. We're doing an after party at City Winery. We're going to have some drinks, take some pictures, hang out, talk some shit. You know how we do. And we might have more cities coming up. I need to see if Troy will yacht, if we can get those cities. Um, But pre-sale code always goes to Patreon first. So make sure you sign up for uh, for our Patreon. Yeah, we're discussing fun things to do and fun ideas. And we're going to try and make it just really, really fun and interactive and a fun little kiki. So please come. And it's not going to be super heavy stuff while we're on stage. No. Need- Troy and I had that discussion. We're not going to be like, yeah, just like literally ruining everybody's evening and then sending them out like crying from our fun little podcast show. No, it's going to be fun. Let's talk about Army Hammer's text messages. Yes. God, Jesus. I'm like, so anybody Lou Pearlman going on? <laughs> we could talk Lou Pearlman. Well, actually, that would be weirdly grossly fun. Um, but no, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So we hope you, we see you guys there. We have maybe more cities coming. Like I said, Troy has to put in some work. But yeah. <laughs> make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a review, follow us on Instagram, all that fun stuff. Yeah, and we will see you here next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.